0: For the next three or four months, we sat down every night and, after our full-time jobs and wrote a business plan.
1: This, this, this is the House Flipping House the HQ, HQ podcast.
0: Now let's get flipping with your host, Justin Williams. Justin Williams.
1: Hey everyone, this is Kyle from House Flipping HQ taking over the podcast today. Actually, Mike Simmons and I are taking over the podcast today uh, because everybody is at the 7-Figure Flipping event right now. Justin, Andy, Don, the Mikes, Bill, Vanessa, everybody is in Colorado masterminding uh, with some of the top house flippers and wholesalers in the nation. So I am bringing a special podcast to you today. What I've got for you is an interview that Mike Simmons held with a guy named Steve Lipman. Uh, Steve and his partner, Travis are members of our seven-figure flipping program, and actually they're part of eight-figure flipping now as well. And Mike sat down with Steve to go over how it happened, what's their story, how did they get into this business, what was it like, what have they gone through, where are they now, Uh, and basically just taking you through the entire process of of how they went from just starting in this business uh, about seven years ago to where they are now. And spoiler alert, they're on track to do 175 deals this year, which is pretty exciting. It's an awesome story it's uh pretty incredible to see the transformation that has happened uh, in their business and uh, it's inspiring so let's dive in all right steve i appreciate
2: you jumping on here with me um i've known you now for I don't know, three or two and a half years something like that two and a half about two and a half years um you and your partner travis run a great business you guys are highly successful um, I'd love to just kind of hear that origin story, figure out why you're in this, why you and him are in this together yeah. and, and just kind of hear where you started and where you are now. I'd like to kind of, I know a lot of it, but I'd like to hear that journey a little bit and find out exactly what you did to get where you are. Right. A lot of people want to get in real estate and they think it's like, we're going to be rich. You know, it's like no big deal, everyone, but there's work, right? It's not easy. And, but, but it can be done. So I'm, I'm just curious. I'm always interested in hearing how people actually progressed through this you know, little maze that we have called real estate and, and get where they are. So uh, without talking too long, why don't we talk a little bit about yourself, Where what you did before real estate, and then let's kind of fast forward and figure out why you're even in real estate to begin with and yeah, what you've done so far.
0: Yeah. So I graduated from Boston University in 2004 and uh, came out, did corporate sales in Manhattan for about a year, hated the commute, and uh, got a local job in the Jersey Shore area. <clears throat> and then my sister-in-law started a real estate brokerage. And I was a salesperson. She said, Hey, this might be a good fit. We're starting a business. Maybe you could come and do that with me. So we thought about it and we did. Um, so I still have a broker's license to this day. How long ago was that? When, when did that all happen? Mm, 10, 10 years ago now. Okay. okay. So yeah. I got my agent's license, I guess, 11 years ago and then became a broker two years after and I was running the office. She was an REO broker, so I had a good, um, a good view into bank owned properties yeah, but she was getting a lot of listings from banks, so I was trying to figure out how to sell all of her in house listings. so I was just making a lot of cold calls, finding a lot of cash buyers, trying to find investors yeah. that would want to buy these deals and um, and we did pretty well at it We, we found um, a lot of people that were looking for investment properties. And so I did that for about another year and a half or so, always reading, always listening to podcasts, always, you know, everybody's read Rich Dad, Poor Dad, and something inside of them was triggered for, you know, that, that idea of of freedom. It's so
2: true, man. That's, that's a lot of people point to that book as one of the first ones that kind of get the the juices going a little bit.
0: Yeah. And, um, I grew up in a household that didn't really talk about money, didn't really have, um, any financial problems necessarily, but didn't, uh, didn't talk about how to create and sustain wealth. So I started reading about that stuff on my own and really getting interested in that. Um, and then this one investor, we, I made him about a million dollars in profit one year. And, <laughs> um, and at the last closing I ever attended with him, he strong-armed me to take a $400 beating on my commission for a pool railing that was in the pool. And now that the pool's closed, we couldn't find it. And I kept sourcing him these great deals. And, uh, and I, you know, I got to find that guy to put him back on my Christmas card list because without him, you know, super grateful for, for that, because that kind of pushed me over the edge to say, you know what, I'm I'm sourcing these deals, right. I'm getting estimates to put these deals together. I think I could do this. Yeah. You know, so, (laughs) <laughs> it was the good, it was the right push in the right direction for somebody to go. He, he just wasn't super appreciative, right. Of the value that we brought. Yeah. And I said, well, I think I can do this. And, um, during that whole, you know, that was kind of the end of my real estate career during that whole time I met Travis. And, uh, so Travis was training dogs and, uh, my wife obvious segue into real estate. Obvious. Right? <laughs> so, well, so, Tra- so Travis did a lot of underground utility work. He did uh, developer buyouts in Florida during the crash. So he had a lot of his own real estate experience as well. Uh, different than what I was doing, but yeah. some investment experience and some underground utility experience and site yeah. improvement work. Um, but my wife was attacked by a dog as a kid. And then she uh, she was afraid of dogs. I grew up with a dog. I wanted one. So we adopted, of course, a pit.
2: <laughs> that's hilarious <laughs> your wife's afraid of dogs and a pit bull is the one you get
0: yeah so that's cool um it started nipping like puppies do and then so somebody re- said hey you got to go get this dog trained if you want to keep it and they referred us to a house and i went there and it was travis's house and he was training these little puppies and we started chatting and after about 12 or 13 weeks we hit it off and we were talking about real estate and just invited him over to my house for a glass of wine. And we started talking about these different opportunities that we both saw. And we thought, Hey, why don't we join forces? And for the next three or four months, we sat down every night and after our full-time jobs and wrote a business plan. Yeah. And, uh, and then he lost a, uh, a friend of his that was close and young to cancer, like 28 or 29. And, uh, so this all kind of culminated at the same time, right? So this closing took place where the guy was kind of pushing me in the, in the direction of saying, let's go do this. Met Travis. We're, we're interested in starting a business. And then this kind of life event takes place that kind of puts life in perspective as a typical yeah. event. Yeah. Um, so we bought and closed our first wholesale deal that year, right around all the time, same time. So it was about $16,000. Still remember the address. <laughs> wholesale one deal. Yeah.
2: And, um, how, how long ago was this now? What were we at year wise?
0: Seven years ago.
2: Okay. Seven years ago. Okay.
0: So seven years ago, we wholesaled our first deal, took the $16,000 and split it. And Travis went to Costa Rica for a month to surf. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. So he calls me up and he's like, Hey man, you got to get down here. So we go down there. um, My wife and I, and we hang out for about a week or 10 days in Costa Rica, uh, just away from the hustle and bustle of everything. And just kind of had the realization life's too short to wonder what if, um, Uh So we came home and we both burned the boats. We left our six figure jobs wow. and uh, no security, no safety, just jumped and grew wings on the way down. Yeah. Which isn't for everybody. I know that your story is a little bit different
2: mm-hmm. um,
0: in that regards, but yeah, so we we did that and uh, then we started wholesaling some deals and you know, we we went through, We we, we did that for about five years. So we, were the goal was to do wholesales and to flips and then flips and commercial was the goal. Um, it never goes as planned.
2: Yeah. We didn't exactly. really
0: have anybody around us to talk to, to be honest, it, yeah. it was just us, you know, winging a prayer going, what do, what do we do now? Find a yeah. deal. To do. Find a deal. Right.
2: Outside. Yeah. Yeah. That's all. And that's how most people do it. Right. If they don't know any better, that's what I did for longer than I care to admit, you know, yeah. just sort of like bounced off walls and just sort of, fig- I feel you feel like you're kind of feeling around the dark a little bit. You know what I mean? Like, you might stumble onto something awesome, but it's by accident, you know, you don't really know what you're doing.
0: So, yeah. so hurricane Sandy hit in 2012 and kind of stopped the real estate market here. So yeah. for six months we just gutted houses and made ends meet. Um, and then because of hurricane Sandy, we bought a tear down house, subdivided the lot and we made like 50 grand on a wholesale and we were back into it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then over the next five years, that's what we did. We, we, Wholesale some deals in 2016, we did 16 deals and it was at the end of 2016 that we um, started listening to Justin's podcast and listening to just some other people that were talking about doing hundreds of deals a year or a hundred deal deals a year. I was like, yeah, you know, Travis was listening to it and I remember it was just, you know, if anybody's heard our story, it's like, it's the same story over and over again. But it's, you know, it was his third trip to Home Depot that day. (laughs) yeah yeah Yeah. and he was like this is unsustainable and it's not scalable like Mm. i don't know he's like forget about sustainable like in terms of like how much time i could do this for but just not scalable yeah you know, so we accidentally built a construction company that sucked up more money than we care to, to, to admit. And it took longer and cost more by hiring in-house help. We manage that help.
2: Yeah. So yeah. We,
0: we made some mistakes along the way. And then, uh, it was the third trip to Home Depot. Travis called me and was like, Hey, I'm listening to this podcast. You should start listening to it. Um, this guy's claiming to do a hundred deals a year. And of course I didn't believe him. And, um, so we called Justin. It was uh, just around the time Seven Figures started. It was like within a six month period of time. There was no six or eight. Yeah. House formula or anything like that yet. Um, maybe, maybe there was house formula.
2: Yeah, there was. That's the first one. But yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah so no we, six or eight for sure. So we called him up and you know, we started talking about what we were doing. And he was amped for us. He was like, you guys are doing it. And I was like, not really. Because <laughs> I didn't <laughs> yeah. feel like we were, you know. I mean, yeah. we, had a, we had a hard-working, not that high paying job. And we, we were able to sustain our families and move out of the corporate world, but it wasn't what we wanted. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I remember like I, I told the story a few times, but when I was kind of starting out and learning the business, there were people in my market. I remember one, one, um, partnership where these two guys flipped 28 houses in a year and they were literally hands down far and away the rock stars of the whole like area, right? Like right. this huge market. And I was just like, I, I'll never do that, obviously. But if I could even do half of that, like one a month, I would be in, you know, I'd be in heaven and I'd be done. Yeah. And it's like, it's just amazing. And then you hear about a guy like Justin and he was the first person I ever ever heard doing like triple digit flips or anything. And I didn't believe it either at first, you know, I'm like, no way, you know, this guy's so, and not only was he saying he did it, he was saying he did it and he had tons of free time. He was bored. Right. It's like, he didn't even say I'm, I'm doing hundred a year and I'm like out of my mind working a hundred hours a week. Like that would have been hard to believe, but at least satisfying to know the guy was killing himself. But
1: he's, he's oh my like, God, my I wife was? wants me out of the house.
2: <laughs> yeah, he wasn't, you know? So uh, it's just funny how your, your brain, the, what you, your perspective changes when you are around people who are doing more deals, right? Like doing a hundred deals is, is still impressive for sure, but it doesn't seem out of this world. Like Don is going to flip, 200 houses this year, probably. So right. you start going, well, if 100 becomes pedestrian, like who am I hanging around? You know what I mean? So right. it, it is interesting how that all, how that, that all changes. So that was, so we've kind of fast forward. I don't know where we are in the timeline right now or like a week caught up to 2016. Obviously we, we got there yeah. and then you joined, um, you joined the group. You joined the coach. We joined,
0: yeah. We joined house Living formula after I had a conversation with Justin. Okay. Um, and then it was, it was like November, I think. End of 2016. And yeah, so we joined House flipping Formula and then we got the Flip Hacking Live videos with our membership. Okay, yeah. And uh, Travis and I retreated into our respective basements and watched all of Flip Hacking Live in two days. <laughs> and came out like mind blown, right? Yeah. Listening to Andy and listening to Bill and listening. And I was like... I was like, these are the guys. Yeah. I like, I don't care what we got to do to figure out how to get around these guys. We got to figure out how to get in the same room with these guys. So we called Justin back. It was literally 72 hours later. And he was like, what's up? We were like, we watched all the videos from Flip Hacking Live. He's like, already? I was like, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, okay. I was like, we need to join your group. He was like, uh, okay. I mean, we want you in the group. We want to be able to help, but like, let's make sure it's a good fit. And, yeah. You know, so we had a couple more conversations. Um and honestly, we, we didn't have the money sitting in the bank to pay for the membership, but we knew it was valuable and we knew that we had to do it, you yeah. know? So Trav and I split it amongst a few credit cards, right? <laughs> we jumped in and yeah, that's just how we do things. We're like, this is what we need to do. And I mean, so we did 16 deals in 2016 and we worked our butts off. We didn't see our families a lot. We were at yeah. Home Depot 92 times a day. Wholesaling deals, finding deals. And so we were just grinding. And it yep. was all on market deal flow. Everything was MLS. I didn't even know that you could send mail. I didn't <laughs> know you could do paper quick. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We didn't know. Right. And when I'm hearing these guys talk about stuff on, at Flip Hacking, I'm like, they're disclosing their secrets. Like, what, <laughs> what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so we joined. And then we were in Nashville, like, what, two months later? It was early February, I think. Yep. And, um, between November and February we ended up doing like 10 deals just by what we were learning off of the house flipping formula (laughs) videos. Yeah. And I was like, this is incredible, right? Yeah. Um,
2: 10 deals more than pays for the cost of admission, right? Like uh, that's, that's uh, what I looked at when I joined, when I joined the seven figure group years back is, I mean, do, do I believe that being around these people and getting to find out what they're doing in their business? And by the way, they're, 10 times the business I was at the time, like revenue-wise, like just crazy, crazy higher revenue. If I can just do one or two more deals, if I believe that I can do one or two more deals as a result of being around them, then it's worth it. It's like, it's a no-brainer. What? Two more deals? Right From learning what these guys are doing, like Andy at the time was like $3 in revenue and and Justin doing a hundred, like how could I, I would have to really, it would be my fault if I didn't do two extra deals, right? So it's kind of a no-brainer. You look at it as an investment, like you know, when you buy a house, you know it's not really. An event. I guess it is, but when you, I mean, the way we do it, it is. But when you buy a house to live in, I guess it really depends. If you're never going to sell, you don't really necessarily look at it that way. But point being, you buy a house for a hundred thousand dollars, right? Ten years later, you sell for two hundred thousand dollars. So was it worth it to spend a hundred thousand? Like you spent a hundred thousand, right? Like who would want to spend a hundred thousand on anything? Well, if you're gonna make way more than what you spend, and that's kind of how I look at the, the coaching program because. Prior to getting involved in this program, I was not super pro coaching or, or mentorship. I didn't think I had to do it, but I mean, our business exploded. We went from doing, I don't know, I think we were, Mike, Mike and I were doing like two deals, maybe three on a good month and we exploded into like 12, 15 deals in the first year. Like it's just, that was the difference, right? It's yeah. incalculable the well, amount of
0: help it was. Point. So we, we didn't really, so we did hire like, one of the guru guys, right? We were listening to some other podcast and we ended up spending, uh, it was five grand a month to be in this guy's coaching program. So wow. we were really gun shy. Like we were, so, and I'm sure people listening to this have had similar experiences. I yep. mean, and we felt like we just got built. Like we just <laughs> felt like we got taken advantage of financially. He was talking about, you know, mindset stuff. And look, yeah. I, I'm all about that, right? We, we talk about that stuff sure. in yeah. our groups a lot. Yep. But I was past that, right? I needed the blueprint. I needed to know yep. what I was doing differently that, you know, what what are you doing differently to get to 100 deals that I can't do at 16 deals? Like, so that's where I was at. And that's what I was looking for. Yep. And everybody pitches you on this. Oh, here's the program, and this is what it's going to be. But we need to talk about your mindset, right? Write down your perfect day and read it to yourself twice a day. Yeah, yeah. I already read Thinking Grow Rich. I know to do that stuff.
2: Yeah, yeah.
0: But it was more than that for us. So um, it, we did buy into a, a program, not, and it was like just a couple months before we went this route. And we were, so we were really gun shy. Yeah. Uh, but after having a couple conversations, uh, with Justin, and I, we just felt like, look, it, it sounds like it's genuine. I, I think at the end of the day, let's just go down there, meet with some folks, and see what happens. Um, and we did. So, to your point, if I could do one or two deals extra a year, does it pay for it? Absolutely. Right. But depending on what you want to pay yourself per year, right? And you back that out on a per hour time basis. And you can save yourself that amount of time, and you get to spend yeah. that with your family or with your friends or not working. So it becomes this compound effect of I get to do more deals with less time. Yeah. Um, you know, it's not that we don't work in our business at all, right? All right. I, yeah. I'm, I was on acquisition appointments an hour ago. So <laughs> we, you know, we're short an acquisition person. Yeah. They, they left, but you know, the challenges are different challenges as a totally. business. So, we're getting more time, we're getting more deals, and not to mention, I mean, at the last seven figure event, right? I mean, there was when people are dropping these gold bombs, I know and we always talk about these bombs. It's like, I, I mean, I know that Becca Shea emailed me and she's texting me, going, Hey, are you going to be out there? I owe you dinner because you saved me a hundred grand this year by the tip that you gave. That's me. awesome. Like, those. And, and what's cool about <laughs> getting around everybody that's doing that is we're all trying to figure out, hey, what's working in my business? And then let me just give that to you.
2: Right. It's mate. Like you said, you, you listen to this as someone who's maybe new to the group and you go, oh my gosh, they're giving away all of their secrets. And it's true. There's nothing that we hold back as a group. Like we're just dumping it out there. And the whole gold bomb thing kind of started off as this cute little idea. Like when we're in our breakout sessions or having these conversations, like let's just as coaches, we'll just kind of jot down some things that we hear gold bombs. And then like every meeting we like go, okay, now, like some people go, oh, I forgot to write them down, but I can remember. Now it's like this thing where it's like we're just reading pages of like insane gold bombs that we're just dropping in these meetings. And you're right. I mean, a couple of these things can be the difference of hundreds of thousands of dollars in your business. Like yeah, it just, it's just that powerful.
0: What we came up with to share with the group was just us out to dinner one night with a couple other, seven, just kind of racking our brain, talking about stuff. And then the next morning I was like, wait. What if we did this, right? And right now, I mean, it's pumping nearly $100,000 in free cash flow into our business right now because we were able to offload that to somebody else. It's just, and that's real dollars. Like those are real dollars in my pocket that comes straight off the profit margin into our pockets. So, and those are,
2: I know what you're talking about, I think I'm pretty sure I do. It's, it's still something I'm working on trying to, trying to make it happen. You inspired me. It's, it is a huge goal of mine this year and we're not going to give it away to get inside the or get inside the coaching
0: program to figure it out. But you're right. That was, Yeah, that Jeremiah was, gave me something that will probably save me 70 grand. I mean, there's, and you start adding these things up and all of a sudden you're like, all right, so I spent 30 grand this year to make a million dollars extra in my pocket. I know. And those are, insane. I mean, they're real dollars. Yeah, it's, uh, Totally. And the more we all sit around and talk about it, right? I mean, I'm sure our wives are all either tired of hearing about real estate ideas or are really just grateful when we go away and talk to each other <laughs> <Exactly>. about it. <laughs> Get it
2: out of our system. Exactly. That's awesome. So, I mean,
0: <laughs> yes. Yeah. Give,
2: me, give me an idea where you guys are now. Like, I mean, I don't need to know your revenue, but just like, you know, scope. Like, where, what have you got? Where are you at in your business now? And not just, not just like revenue or like the size of your business, but like your life, like what yeah. are you doing
0: now that you weren't doing before? What does your business look like now? That yeah. kind of thing. Um, so 2018 didn't go exactly as we planned. We went through four acquisition managers and um, turnover is expensive, mm-hmm. right? And um, between me and Travis, I'm the guy that would go out on appointments to cover those. So there was times of stretch, right? Where I was like stretch with time. And then there was times of, when things were running properly and people were out closing deals, it was like, I don't have anything to do today. Yeah. So um, to say that we're there is, is not accurate. Right. So, but in terms of the scheme of things, you know, we're hiring our COO right now. He's already on part time. He's onboarding right now. He's going to be out in Denver with us um, which is hugely valuable it's a big risk for both him and uh, and us. You know, he's leaving a very stable job with the Department of Defense to come and work for us. But okay. he's an operator; like he's yeah. he's the guy that you want to operate day to day. So uh, yep. I think it's going to really help streamline and, and create consistency within the business. I uh, just went on a ride along with another uh, AM, and I have another ride along tomorrow with another AM. So I think we'll be hiring two. Nice. And the goal for 2019 is for each acquisition manager to close two deals a week. Right. So the yep. the goal, and I don't know what the ramp up time frame is, but let's say we give three months of, you know, the, the ramp up and it's only January. So from, you know, April to the end of the year, where the goal is to be able to do, you know, just under 170 deals. Okay. Something like that. Not uh, a bad year. I've been on, I've been on acquisition appointments now for two weeks, and I've closed six out of 10 appointments, all for twenty or $30,000 per deal. So luckily, I could go and do that, and it keeps the company stable and, yes, and afloat. Um, sure. So those are great deals, and that's only in the last two weeks. So since January, I mean, we'll have $150,000 a month this month, and we don't have an acquisition month. That's awesome. You know, so like that's, that's been really great, but we think that once we're running each acquisition manager between 12 and 15 appointments a week should be closing two deals a week. Yep. Um, you know, the lists that we're using through that we learned about through the group sure. are producing really high dollar amount uh, wholesale awesome. fees. Um, you know, we, we have a couple of development deals, so we have about a million and a half dollars in the pipeline for 2019 uh, early 2020 for development deals. Mm-hmm. We are uh, partnered with some people in the group and the eight-figure group building 1,200 self-storage units. Then in Orlando, so we're starting to do some commercial things. Yeah. Um, we just bought 294 units of student housing in Iowa. Oh, nice! Uh, so those opportunities are starting to come more and more, which is really great because as we are business owners making money, we need a place to put that money that's stable, safe, secure, and consistent returns. So that's, that's been, um, really cool, but yeah, I think the goal is to definitely do 175 deals this year. Um, you know, I think our revenue goal is between, you know, two and a half and three million bucks. And, uh, you know, it's, it's shocking to think at 2000, beginning 2017, we made 200, I mean, 2016, we did 16 deals for 240,000 revenue. And, you know, the goal is to 10 X that this year.
2: That's awesome, man. So, two two takeaways for me. Number one, that was a uh, that was a worthwhile trip down in Costa Rica to, yes. to come to that realization. Yes. But but maybe more importantly, you do need to get that dude back on your uh, mailing list for Christmas cards because you do you do sort of owe him at least a Christmas card every year to go thank you very much for missing me and pushing me to the point that I said I'm going to do this myself. Yeah. Well, I did actually send him an email. He's on my
0: buyers list now, so.
2: <laughs> that's awesome that is awesome if he does, does, that still, mean, does he remember like working oh yeah. back? okay okay
0: he does yep. is he
2: more friendly nowadays or is he still yeah he wants to stay on the list okay nice nice <laughs> funny how that works right now he needs yes. you a little more that's awesome man well listen I, I don't want to take up any more of your time uh we went a little over what I was thinking but listen it you got you you and Travis are awesome obviously you're you inspire me I'll tell you just seeing your Facebook posts where like you and your wife are like flying out on private airplanes to go to dinner. Like I'm telling you, it's like, you didn't even mention that. So it's not like you're trying to like, oh, we're traveling. The world. But you you do. This is what it affords you to do nice things with your family and have that time to, to yeah. spend with your wife and have great adventures and things to remember for the rest of your life. So th- yeah. this, this business is way more about the money that you make. It's like, what can that money do for your family? What kind of time can it free up? What kind of memories can you make? And that's right. what it's all about. I mean,
0: look, we just booked a trip with you to go to Africa together, right? So, yeah, yeah. We're going to, man, we're going to be out on safari every day looking at lions and tigers. It's going to be awesome. That's amazing. And yeah, taking a little private plane, like that was amazing. And, you know, for my wife's birthday this year, I found the best five, you know, three-star Michelin restaurant in the country yeah. to go to. And it took me, a, it was a nightmare getting reservations, but like... <laughs> it was one of those experiences that I never thought a few years ago I'd be able to have. Right. And I'm home every night with my, with my kids for dinner. I'm sitting at home right now. I mean, like, you know, we we're always out running around and there's always stuff to do for the business to continue to grow. But the goal is, To have family time, to be able to go where you want when you want to go. I mean, that's the whole idea of what freedom looks like. And we're not fully released from this business yet, right? We're still doing all those things, but in comparison to where we were in 2016, it's night and day.
2: Totally. And, and, and when you're in a business like this, especially when you start having success, and I think, I, I don't want to be too presumptuous, but guys like you and I, we're in the business, we're creating great things. The more, you, the more you succeed in business, the more opportunities that open up in front of you, right? So it becomes really a matter of like being able to say no once in a while so that you're not overwhelmed. But, but it is, it's difficult because you kind of have this goal. And when you start getting close to it or get there, you can see so much farther what's possible and things like that you really want to do, right? So um, yeah, we're not fully released, but to be perfectly fair, like do you want to stop growing? Do you want to stop... Um, yeah. Kind of doing what you do, right? It's part of who you are. So, as long as that balance is there and, and you're with your, like you said, you're at home right now, right? It's the middle of a work day. So, that's awesome, man. And like I said, it was it was super great catching up with you. Uh, we're going to definitely talk in a couple of weeks here. We're going to be together again in, in Colorado and, and doing snowboarding and skiing. That's going to be awesome. And then we'll be in South Africa. So, good times. And I appreciate your time today, man. And uh, tell Travis I said hi. And we'll see you guys in a few weeks. Thanks,
0: Mike. We'll do, man.
2: All right, man. Thanks a lot, brother. We'll talk appreciate to you soon.